When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, baseball family? How are you? We are here. I'm the Brigster. Got the Bradmaster with me. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well. How are you, Brigster? I'm so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> baseball family, we're excited to be here. We got a lot to talk about this week, and it's very important that we get started because some of it you're going to need to buckle up for. It gets a little technical on this on this episode of the Baseball Together podcast. So. Let's jump into that stuff now, and then when we get done, at the very end, we'll tell you which games you should watch out for this weekend. First, Brad, it has been brought to our attention that Mr. Mike Trout has a rare spinal dysfunction. He does. And it's yes. bad. It's a back condition. It's called costovertebral. They're calling it dysfunction, which just means it doesn't work right. Costovertebral dysfunction at T5. That's in the thoracic spine. Basically, what we've told, what we've been told is that his vertebrae or vertebral body or the facet joint, we don't know which one it is, and I'll get into all that in just a minute. It's irritated. It could be compressed. It could be rotated. They're being really, really uh, quiet about the extent of the dysfunction, which makes a lot of sense. He's got, what, six years left on his contract? So it's if there's any trade value there, they'd want to preserve that. I don't want mm-hmm. I'm not going to assert that they will seek to trade him in the future, but certainly right now is not the time to do it. Yeah. Um this is not, not a career ending situation. That right. needs to be said. Right. Yeah, I I do think though 
that it is going to be something that's going to, that he's going to have to deal with as long as he's playing. It's one of those things where it's like, he's going to be on and off the IL as he goes. And the question is, is it going to be like come 2023 in May, is he going to spend time on the, on the 10 day IL for the 15 day day IL? And then in August, after spending a couple months being healthy, is his season over? Or do they do what they're essentially doing with DeGrom unintentionally in New York and waiting? Do they? Does he start the season on the 60-day and they just keep him in the wings and he does some rehab stuff? He does some – takes some BP? You know, I don't know. Does extended spring every year and plays like a 100-game season? If that, yeah. So, baseball family, I wanted to talk about the spine. I've this this message is brought to you by me. I have two spinal <laughs> surgeries. <laughs> well, that, so That's... I saw this. I saw this brig, and I was like, "Now I'm going to have to defer to brig on all of this because um, I did amazing in my nat and phys class when it came to identifying all the bones, fissures, foramen, everything, all parts of the bone, everything, yeah. until we got to the spinal column. It's and complicated. I failed that portion of it. I couldn't get them couldn't figure out where the cervical vertebrae stop the thoracics begin those end and you get down to the lumbar like wasn't able to do it wasn't able to figure it out i think it's because i had so much information with everything else there just wasn't room so brig take it Makes away sense. with your spinal knowledge okay so a couple things you have to understand first where what is t5 t5 is the level that mike trout has his issues so i've got this overlay here for us the yellow portion in your neck is your C, Charlie spine. That's your cervical spine. The light blue cyan color, that's your thoracic spine. That's where we call T-spine. L is in that yellowy green. That's your lumbar. And then the uh, sacral area is that whatever peach color that is. So that's what that is right there. For reference, I have a fusion from L3 to S1, which covers... So it's there are five lumbar vertebra, vertebral bodies, vertebral levels, whatever you want to call them. And so the, from L3 down, I'm fused. Everyone is fused from S1 down. All of those bones you can see on the left are all basically cemented together. They're not going anywhere. But all of the ones above from when you start from S1 to L5, that first vertebral body moving up, everything is fluid and it's in its supposed to in a perfect world they move so t5 is just if you take right between your shoulder blades and you move up a hair maybe an inch or two depending on your anatomy depending on how tall you are if you take right between your shoulder blades and you move up a little bit that's what we're talking about with t5 here thoracic level five now here's what i want to get into next this is a diagram that shows the costro transverse ligaments what you're going to see here is in the back, this is your vertebral body, the large, chunky one that's like a heart shape. That's the vertebral body. That's your main spinal bone. The green stuff in between that are your ganglia, which is just fancy for nerves, your uh, green stuff in the middle is your spinal column. That's where your spinal cord is. It's protected by a layer of, it's a sac, basically. It sits in. And then everything on the outside, that's where your facet joints are and your your theremin and stuff like that anyway these are your ribs that that are jutting out to the side and your ribs are connected the head of your rib is connected to your vertebral body and to those facet joints 
with those ligaments. Those are your costro ligaments, right? Lateral costro transverse basically just means that it moves left to right. Okay. And the superior costro transverse ligament means it moves up and down. So superior is up and down, lateral is left and right. They have not yet told us exactly which of these ligaments in Mike Trout's back are bugged. We don't know. But let's just go ahead and say that they're all costrovertebral joints because they are, whether they're superior or transverse. So here's another example. You can see the heart-shaped vertebral body on the back, and then those are the ribs that are coming in from either side. Off to the right-hand side of the diagram I've got up, you can see no ligaments. They've taken those away, so it's just the bone. On the left-hand side of the diagram, it shows where those ligaments are. The reason this is such a huge injury for Mike Trout is because without these being functional, it's going to be very vulnerable for him when it comes to, I don't know, breathing. Breathing is going to be a difficulty, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Because when you yeah. breathe in, your inhalation forces movement in all of those joints and those ligaments. They expand to allow you to inhale sufficiently. The same motion happens reverse when you exhale. Everything settles back down and they don't pull apart, etc. Now, that's just normal breathing. You ex you make it excessive breathing, you make it you know, athletic ac activity causes tremendous amount of breathing, duh. You end up with uh, a lot more of a lot more of that movement and the more you move an irritated area, the more irritated it gets. Part two of that is you throw in things like lifting your arm up in the air for, for anything. <laughs> like, I don't the know. The torque of swinging a bat? Swinging a bat. Yep. Laying yeah. out to, to uh, slide head first into anything. Mm -hmm. And you end up with a tremendous amount of vulnerability. So is this a problem? Yeah. You know who's going to solve it? We don't know. But it's not going to be the <laughs> But uh, well, and and to think about it too, like I didn't think about the way that the, that the that the ribs connect with the vertebrae there, because he's on the IL right now with rib inflammation. It's not they didn't say back injury or anything. They said rib inflammation is specifically what he's on the IL for, and it's all so it's all related. It's so all related. it doesn't have to be like oh my back hurts, like my spine hurts. It could be like oh you're like off of your spine where your ribs are that hurts. So yeah, and he might feel it up in the front. It might be unresolved chest pain and it's because the muscular structure that connects everything is is the same it's all connected right so yeah. if he's having a back spasm in his like rhomboids back there then you know it could affect those transverse abdominal muscles that come all the way around his rib cage yep exactly big deal so there you go there's your armchair anatomy lesson for the day good job Brent. you crushed uh, it now thanks man we should all feel bad for mike trout that's what this means we should. this sucks yeah. this is bad <laughs> It's yeah. big time. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel bad for like how we've kind of been, we've been rough on him this year. You know, we he's have. missed a lot of time and now it's kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah I, I can see why he's missed a lot of time. Yeah. I would too. Oh yeah. And I would also blame it on a wrist or a, something else just a, you know, a minor thing. I would, I would blame yeah. it on anything, but something huge like this. But exactly. uh, the last thing I want to say about it is that the mo like the more he plays, any amount of game time we see from him truly will be Herculean effort. Yes. So if he makes, if he plays at all, huge deal. If he plays well and he does anything spectacular, this is, this is, an, it's going to be huge. It's you that much cooler. This is that much better. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
There you yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. So, but before we move on, don't forget to catch the big show, the main show, the Baseball Together podcast. Every Tuesday, you can subscribe so you don't miss it. You're going to want to check out this week's episode. If you have not, we talked to Jim Edmonds, and it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. He made some great points about so many things and changed my opinion about bringing a boggle up to a game. In fact, Brick, I went to a game last week and did not take one. That's big for you, dude. It is big for me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to man up, and if it comes to me, I'm going to barehand it. We're sitting in the upper deck. I should be okay. Yeah, <laughs> kind nice. of the approach that I took, but very cool. Anyway, so go check that out. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Now, moving on, let's talk about Andrew Benintendi because first off, Brig, you called this. I did weeks, months ago. Yeah, you said that he was coming to New York. He's going to be in pinstripes, and sure enough, I don't even know how I called it. Honestly, I have no idea. It just felt. The, I don't know. It felt right. It Call felt it right. luck. That's all it I don't know. It doesn't matter. Should have bet on it. Should have had you bet on it. Actually, <laughs> that'd be a heck of a prop bet. I should. I should have looked that up. Yeah, Got enough apps on cool. my phone. I could have found it somewhere. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but my question, for, like, the, immediately my thought was like, so does this move Joey Gallo to the bench because he's been horrible? He's Absolutely horrible. horrendous this year. So bad. Aaron so Judge has more viable... home runs than he has hits exactly they've got a viable replacement for him they don't even need him like do you send him somewhere as part of like a salary dump like with somebody just like okay if you're gonna take this guy you've also got to take this guy off our hands because yeah, we don't want to have our any more need for him yep or is he just like on the bench now no no he is he makes the bench soggy he we need it's like why didn't you clean out the toilet in a couple of weeks like come on man like scrub scrub that thing out this is i feel so strongly about the joey gallo thing that it's just bad if they keep him on first of all i will not understand why second of all we might be getting into jacoby Ellsbury territory and that's Ooh. really bad that's ugly that's ugly here's that's here's ugly. another thing here's another thing about the benity trade which i think is fascinating it's going to play a factor into the what I'm now calling the Judge Soto conundrum. Because here's the deal. You don't need Soto in New York right now. You don't. Right. There's no need. Do you want him? Sure. It'd be nice to have. Okay. Can you move some other guys out of the way to bring him on? You have to. But here's the problem. If you're not going to offer Aaron Judge... If you're not certain you're going to get Aaron Judge, you have to go after Soto. If you are not going to go after Soto, you have to bring Judge back. The end. That's yeah. how I feel. I don't know if the rest of the Yankees fans feel that way. That's how I feel. So what I'm saying is, if the if the Yankees bring in Soto for whatever reason, then you'll know exactly what that means. Good point. That's I think an excellent so. point. Real quick, we should address this. Uh, speaking of Juan Soto, Jason, our guy Jason from the Not Another Sports Podcast, said this. He says, now with Trout's contract and this injury, will it impact the market for Juan Soto getting a high-dollar long-term deal when he hits free agency? I honestly don't think it will impact him. Because it teams should, have this though. in the back of their the, Teams have this in the back of their mind anyway. They understand the risk of signing somebody to a long-term deal. If we sign him for the rest of time, eventually – there's a chance he's going to get hurt during that during that time, and yeah. he's not going to be able to perform. Albert Pujols was not anywhere near 
Cardinals Albert Pools when he was with the Angels. No way. The Angels were paying for Cardinals Albert Pools, though. They had to have known. They had to have known that that's how that was going to go, especially since they said they knew how old he was all along. Right. I feel like teams understand the teams understand the risk of bringing a guy. And this is such a freak injury with trout that there's no way like the, the odds of this, something like this happening to Soto are so, so, so slim. I don't think it's going to affect anything about his contract. No, but I was having a conversation with Mike Farns today, our buddy, Mike, Mike said this should dissuade teams from doing these 10 plus year deals. And I agree because they're, they're wasting money on Mike Mm. Trout at this point. It's just a waste of money because he's an unknown quantity at this very moment. He was a known quantity when you gave him all that money. Now he's not, but you're stuck with a six year contract remaining and a boatload of money. And you're, you're just toast. That's why I think it should affect the Soto situation. I don't think it will, but it needs to. The problem is the Players Association, the agents, and the players themselves all want guaranteed money for as long as possible. You can't blame right. them. Especially Boris, uh, Boris' clients. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Mike Trout is not going to be a free agent until 2031. <laughs> uh, I'll Sorry, be retirement age by then. <laughs> You'll at least feel like it. Another... A second retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but no, Jason says, I agree as well. These 10-plus-year deals are dangerous. They are. I think that – Yeah. I know that the Players' Union doesn't want to go for it, but every other league has a max amount of time they can put on their contracts, and baseball needs it. Just, they they need just it. have to – they have to protect the market. They have to protect the teams. Yeah. Like Well, and, well, and you can it's, still it's dole strange. out the same amount of money. You just right. stack it up differently. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly the right. The market will take care of itself. That's not the problem. So yeah. the players are going to get paid. Yeah, it's just they they need to not be giving such long contracts. Like if Soto were to get a 15-year deal, that would Oh. There's no reason for that. Oh, I, would, I don't yeah, care I'd if he's shocked. 23. Like that is too much. That too no, much no, no. No. I'm saying we need a 5-year cap in the league. I can I can go for 7. Could you go for 7? I can go for 7. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, because now that I'm thinking about it, because right. you think about Seven it, like in sense. basketball in the NBA, I think they have a five year cap on their contracts, which I think makes okay. sense because it's so much more punishment on your body. And in baseball, like it's not nearly as much punishment. You could go a seven year contract for a guy who's yeah. 29. Easy. No problem. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Now let's, let's move on. But before we do, let's talk about Briggs bougie coffee first. Um, Briggs, <laughs> what do you pay for a cup of coffee when you, Buy it out of your house. About $12. Holy moly. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It's not near $12. (laughs) Sometimes it feels that way, though. I was going to say, it must be nice to be rich in this economy. But anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Patreon is recession-proof because we are holding strong with five, ten, fifteen dollar right. levels. Um you can come support the podcast, be one of our rooters, and that is, as we said, cheaper than one of Briggs bougie cups of coffee. You can help support the podcast, like I said, help us get some projects off the ground, as well as the weekly bullpen cut and some other swag. Excellent. Okay, now um real quick, one more thing before we get into these games. I'm curious, Brig. Okay. What's going on with trades? Nothing. It's bizarre. Like, what <laughs> I know everybody was waiting for like the international stipulations to be ironed out or whatever with the right. the players association and 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 major league baseball. 
so apparently all that's been shut down. So yeah. none of it, it should bear any relevant uh, decision-making on what's going on now. But that was a couple of days ago. So what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Because I, I feel like there is a holding pattern, A, for Soto, right? Yeah. That these teams are like, well, we don't want to send off any of our assets until we know what's going on with Soto. Because if something falls apart with the Yankees or apparently the Cardinals are in on Soto, uh, yeah, then maybe we race. swoop in there. And the, Yeah. So there, I think there's that. That's one big thing. Um, but also teams have to eventually make a deal if they're going to deal. And there are some pitchers on the market right now who are very, very hot. I know that Seattle is looking at at least another starting pitcher. So, so baseball family, we have exactly five days left until the deadline, which is August 2nd this year. So I feel like that's shorter than it usually is, but it doesn't matter. So last year, typically it's July 31st is right. when the deadline is. Okay. But then they had the waiver period through the end of August, yeah. but they, yeah. they shut that down. They're not doing the waiver period anymore. Oh, so this is that, kind of middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, I think they shut it down last year. I think maybe the waiver the... period is what I was thinking of then. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. All right, let's get well, into the games. Let's the get into the games. Yeah, let's talk about these games. Okay, so Friday night. Go ahead, Brig. Friday night, Apple TV baseball family. You can catch your Detroit Tigers against who knows what's going on in Toronto Blue Jays. That's at 7 o'clock Eastern. Blue Jays are 4-1 and one, uh, with a 32-run differential since the break. Over 32, which is great. Well, and I mean, it helps, it helps beating a team 28 to 5. It was a football game. Yes. And it was against, was it the Red Sox? Can I say that? The Red on Sox. Live? It's the first game back. Yeah. The Red Sox yeah. forgot to come back from vacation. Not even sad. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike. Okay. So the last 10, the Tigers are three and seven in the last 10. Blue Jays are eight and two. Um, this is a throwaway series for me not even interesting if the blue jays don't sweep up the tigers then i'm gonna be shocked i will be too honestly i would expect them to because they're that much better but at the same time i wouldn't be surprised because they've been Uh, i guess i just said i would be shocked but i guess i wouldn't i might be surprised not shocked yeah the other season or the other game you can watch is the cubs playing the giants Far more exciting. You're probably going to get a little better product on the field. That'll be at 10 p.m. Eastern Friday night. The Giants are 48 and 50. The Cubs are 40 and 57. Here's the problem. The Giants were swept by the D-backs and have lost seven in a row. That's why I think this is going to be a good series. Because the Giants are not as good as they were three weeks ago or five weeks ago or whatever. No, not um, close. So they're like on this steady decline, right? Yep. They are, and um, this is one thing I think to keep an eye on, too, is whether Wilson Contreras is a Cub even on Sunday. No way. I don't think so either, but I don't know. A couple days before the, the deadline. Even the fans gave him a standing ovation at Wrigley when he started with a plate. You know, like, they know he's leaving. Yeah. Everybody knows he's yeah. leaving. Yeah. Where does he go, though? That's the fun question. You know, I I saw the other day that the Astros are really pushing hard for him, which is interesting because they love themselves some Martin Maldonado. That dude bats 75, like, oh, 75 sometimes. Yeah. But he plays every day because he's so good defensively. In fact, I was looking it up. At one point, he had a minus six war because he's so bad offensively. Whoa. But they want him defensively. So it's like I told told Jewel the other day, 
Dylan Moore would be an amazing asset on a team with eight bats. The Astros have eight bats. They can afford to have Maldonado in the lineup every day. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's just that's interesting. Things. But if they could upgrade at catcher offensively, holy Whoa. smokes, look out. That that could seal the deal. Could. Yep. Yeah, holy crap, that's terrifying. Let's move to Saturday, Brad. FS1 will host Brewers at Fenway, the Red Sox. Brewers are 55 and 44, Red Sox 49 and 50. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern. This is a great opportunity to watch the Red Sox get whooped <laughs> for me. I just love this opportunity. I'm going to watch this because it's good. The Red Sox have lost uh, eight of their last 10. And they have. They're running away in reverse. <laughs> running away with the wild card in the opposite direction. Yeah. You're right. It's Yeah, sense. the Red Sox, it's baffling what they're doing after what they did the last, what, month and a half, two months? Yeah, it's like five it's, weeks was amazing. Yeah, and it's it's the complete opposite. They're the same team they were at the beginning of the season, though, so maybe that was a flash in the pan, and this is who they really are? I don't know. What is Trevor Story doing? I haven't paid that close attention since the Yankees played him. I'm not sure. I I'm, all, I, all I've seen is that the Red Sox continue to lose and lose big, give up 28 runs in one game, like we said. And that's yeah. that's yeah. ugly. Like that's yeah, so man. bad. That's it's so bad. So but bad. let's let me t- say something about the Brewers real quick, though. Is that I feel like every time I check the last ten for all these teams, I see the Brewers, and they're either four and six, five and five, or six and four in their last ten. Every single yep. time, they are steady, yep. just like right in the middle. They had an amazing what was it May, where they only lost May. like five or six games. Yeah, and they're just riding that the rest of the way. Like, all right, we've got our lead. Just. Hold serve, fellas. All we got to yeah. do is finish 500 the rest of the way, and we're good. And that's what they're doing. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> don't take the foot off what, the gas too I, much, but don't let it. Don't drop it down too much. You'll be all right. Don't you love how boringly good they are, though? I do. Because we never like, talk just, about them because they're never doing anything exciting except for continuing to just steadily win games when they need to. And And come October, it'll be fun to talk about them. It will be. Yes, it will. Because be. that's when I they'll agree. see people we haven't seen before and they'll run into situations that have been, you know, haven't been dealt with before and it'll be really good. But this interleague play that's going on with the Red Sox should be another indication of how they can stand up uh, against a, a what should be a really good team. I don't know what's going on because the Red Sox have no business being this bad. Not at they all. They don't. No, they don't. But this is how bad they were at the beginning of the season. So, like I said, it might be who they were, who they are. Right, and everything so, hinged on Trevor's story. That's why I asked about that. Like he came alive, everything worked itself out. They went on a tear, and now I wonder if Trevor's story is the problem because everything else has fallen apart. But I, I don't know, and I digress. Let's move on, Brad. To the Rangers will be in Anaheim. This is must see TV. <laughs> As long Here, as Shohei Otane is involved. <laughs> you're right. But this is, this is like one of those games we talked about that like you're not getting a, a team up here and a team down here. You're getting two teams down here. So this could be entertaining baseball. And you might see something that's never happened before. And like how first of all, speaking of stuff that's never happened before, how many inside the park home runs are we going to get this year? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> especially like, with a guy like so we've got trey mancini sam haggerty <laughs> cal raleigh um off the top of my head yeah I, no pun intended there but oh i was 
They but no, like good you. That's why you are who you are. You have a gift, my friend. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, so many inside the park home runs because I know there's been at least two or three more besides those. It's crazy. For those of you that don't know what Brad just referenced so beautifully, was it Nate Lau or Lowe? No, Dude, let me look it up. It was somebody else. It was the outfield. Is the right fielder he left the game? Is the right fielder for the Rays? He lost the ball on a fly. It was a routine pop fly. He lost the ball. In it was. You're right, Josh. Baltimore. Lau. It was what? Uh, I believe it was Josh Lau. I think you're Josh, right. Josh, that's right. Okay, so he loses the ball on a routine fly out, and it clocks him in the face, and he goes down, and it rolls into the right field corner. And Trey Mancini runs all the way around. There's an inside the park home run. That's what's happened today, at. folks. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at the footage. I mean, we feel bad for Josh. You have to feel bad for him. He's going to, I think he's going to be okay, though. Didn't all indications yeah. say he's yeah, going to no, He didn't leave the game. I was looking at a different, because well, I wanted to see, like, man, was he all right? You know, because he was down. Yeah. Like, you see the yeah, highlight, the center fielder had to get the ball. But it, it looks like he stayed in the game. So I think he's oh, going to be good. all right. Man, Speaking of getting hit in the face, do you see that throw from uh, shortstop? Uh, took the umpire right in the face. Yeah, yeah I saw you send that to me. He's bloody. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was insane. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. Anyway, we digress some more. Let's move on. Uh, Fox, where are we on Saturday still? Fox, yeah, Fox Saturday. 7 p.m. Saturday. According to your local listings, you'll either see the Cardinals at the Nationals or you'll see the Phillies at the Pirates. Or the Twins at the, the Padres. Oh, that's right. Three or games in that window this week. Good catch, Brad. Um, okay, let's work from the bottom up. Twins at Padres is going to be a great series to watch. This is interleague stuff. This is potential wild card, uh, or not wild card. Uh, what am I trying to say? This is like playoff preview style. Yeah. Yeah, it that's is. what and, I'm trying to say. Because this this is the thing with both of these teams. So the Padres are are where they want to be in October or September right now. They're in a good yep. spot. They're not going to catch the Dodgers. There's no way the Dodgers have run away with that division already. There's no chance. Yep. Now, the Padres are sitting two and a half up in the wild card. They just have to hold serve the rest of it. The they just have to right. stay steady, and they will get in as one of the wild card teams. The Twins, on the other hand, they have. Uh, two and a half, two game lead, maybe yeah. three now. Uh, because might the, be three as of the like Guardians right lost today. Yeah, the Guardians yeah. lost today over the Guardians, who continue to hang around despite everything. Right, <sighs> so the Twins need to continue to win, and this is the thing: is they will not make the playoffs if they do not win the division, because they're no. a game back of the Rays in the yeah. wild card, who are in the third spot. Yeah, crazy in the Central. Banana. Yeah, the central's nuts. So you got that. So both of those teams are lo- really just need to like figure themselves out, hold steady, and win games. Then you've got the Phillies and Pirates. The Phillies should be fine. The Pirates are not good. They're playing exceptionally poor these days. They're two and eight in their last ten. But the Phillies need to get into the wild card. They need to get. That's into the, the wild only card. chance they have. Yes, it is. They're half a game back in the wild card right now. I I think they stand a good chance. Um, really, they're. The one they're going to catch, I feel like if they're going to catch anybody, is going to be whoever in the central, the Cardinals, or the Guardians. Because I guess the Cardinals probably won't team. catch the Brewers. But yeah, oh, have sorry, to catch the we're in the National League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woof! I don't know what I was talking yeah. about there. <laughs> 
But yeah, so they're half a game back of the of the Cardinals right now, and that's that's going to be the way they get into the playoffs if it happens. Speaking of the Cardinals, the Cardinals Thank you. are at the Walgreens Nationals this weekend, who, by the way, yeah. have a 34 and 66 record. Good enough to be the worst in your Major League Baseball brig. Wah, wah. <laughs> so bad. I can't believe they're the worst team. I mean, we've had the Pirates, um, the Red Sox still exist. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But we have some really bad teams that have that aren't as bad as the Nationals, like the Brig, Do you want to know? Do you want to know how bad? How bad the Nats are? So I saw I them last week, right? They were in town. They're playing the playing the D-backs when I went to that game. Yeah. And the D-backs looked like a playoff team against the Nets. That's Bro. how bad the Nets are. That's bad. Yeah. That's real bad. It was real bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun game to be at. But, man, it was real bad for the Nets. So The Cardinals in their last 10 are 5-5, five and five, and that puts them at uh, 500. They're at 52-47. and 47. Is that they're in first place right now? No, second place. I forget the Brew Crew is still there. See, I always, yeah. we just talked about the Brewers I know, I and know. I still forgot about them. Yep. Holy cow. Let's move on to Sunday before we run out of time. Sunday on Peacock, your wake up in baseball opportunity at 12 noon Eastern is Tigers at Blue Jays. Sleep in or go to church or whatever it is you do on Sundays. Go to the lake. Nobody cares. Then ESPN at 7 p.m. Eastern will host Cubs at Giants. We already talked about that. It's not too bad. But there are other games going on that we have to talk about. The Mariners right. are at the Astros. This is big money stuff right this now. This is big Brad, time for the West, away. man. All right. So currently, actually, they're tied at two in the bottom of the sixth inning. Logan Woof. Gilbert continues to go strong. Now, there's some context, always always context with the Mariners going into playing the Astros. Yep. The Astros swept the Mariners in Seattle beginning of this last, or last weekend coming out of the yep. All-Star break. It was ugly. It was really discouraging. And it was like, yep. man, the Mariners can beat up on the bad teams. But when it comes to playing the Astros, they just can't do it anymore, it seems like. But you're thinking about this. The Astros just went and beat up on the Yankees. Yeah, and have the third best record in baseball behind the Yankees and the Dodgers. Good yeah. baseball, and then team. got swept by the A's. <gasps> hey, oh yeah, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Was like, While the Mariners what? swept the Rangers, I loved every second of that. That's amazing. Incredible. But anyway, so the Mariners would like to create some more space in the wild card. Got to win. Got to win some of these games this weekend. Um, a half a game up in the wild card right now. And the Mariners in their last 10 or 7 and 3. Astros 6 and 4. In fact, the Mariners are 17 and 3 in their last 20. Those only three lo- those three losses, all three of them, Houston. Houston. Yep. That's the way it goes. Yep. I just checked, and they're all, now, now they're a game ahead in oh, the wild sweet. card. Toronto's a game and a half ahead, but they have that second spot in the wild card locked up right now, bud. Yeah. Which yeah, is very so excited exciting. about that. Yeah. The drought is ending this year, Brig. Yeah, this is a little bit ahead of schedule for you. Just no, a little bit. No, I said I said playoff run this year. Oh, you did. You just didn't yeah. say all the way. That's right. That's Next right. year's all the way. Next year's all the way. Twenty twenty three, all the way. Okay, so, and then you've got the Guardians and Rays. We talked right. a little bit about that. The Guardians need to are looking to get into first place in the Central because that's their only way into the playoffs these days. In the Rays, so the Rays not only are they giving up inside the park home runs, they have been absolutely decimated by. Big-time injuries. Kevin Kiermeyer and Mike Zunino are out for the rest of the season. Kiermeyer has a hip injury. 
Yeah. And Zunino has thoracic outlet syndrome. They're oh. done. And those are big, significant guys. I maintain that Mike Zunino is 90% of the reason that that pitching staff is as good as it is because he is possibly the best defensive catcher in the game. Yeah. And it's it's not even close after him. And I love well, me some Cal Raleigh. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And Yachty's just not all the way Yachty these, this year. Here's this is the thing with Mike Zunino was when it's when he was in Seattle he would be batting like a buck five, right? Right, be batting like one oh five, but he's still playing because of what he brings to the team. He was he was Seattle's Maldonado, right? Yeah. But then the problem was is that there wasn't any other bats in the lineup, so like we got to make up some offense. So that's what ended up trading him to to Tampa. But I'm telling you, man, his lack of offense. And splash in the pan, flash in the pan offense, I guess you could say, because he's he hits dingers was a negative, but he was playing because he's so good defensively. He's a great catcher who manages pitching staffs just phenomenally. Yeah. So that's gonna be a big, big miss for them the rest of the way. Baseball family, in case you missed the announcement, baseball together, Brad and I, and now you are partnered with Chinook Cedary. These are the very best seeds in the world. They are amazing, and you have to cop them because they are so good, <laughs> okay? That was three accidents in one pitch, okay? That's how important this is. Seriously, um, I am I have to hold up Smokehouse Barbecue because I'm out of Parm and Pep again. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah, it's a real problem. So I'm sorry that I wasn't able to share it with you people. Uh, but ultimately, if you want 10% off the best seeds ever, this is their sample pack size. They also come in big boy sizes that are big. And uh, you can have more seeds than this in one package. But they've got six amazing flavors. And you get 10% off your purchase at ChinookCedary.com. And every purchase also goes to help the podcast. So we appreciate all those purchases you make. Your mouth will appreciate it. And Chinook Seeds is happy to give you a discount in the process. That's right. Use BT Pod at checkout. Don't forget as well to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. You can comment on YouTube. You can subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you do that. And you can also jump in the mailbag to ask us questions, give us feedback, whatever, questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, whatever you want to say. That's on BaseballTogether.com. There's a link in the navigation. You can get there easily. There's always a link to all this stuff in the description of every single episode on YouTube and on your podcast platform as well. But baseball family, thank you again so much for joining us and we will catch you next week.